tonight from 2 Kings, the second chapter. <clears throat> My name is Harlan. I live in Roseburg. We'll read just a portion. This is the account of when Elijah would be taken by a whirlwind into heaven. And there's certainly a lot here to take in. We won't exhaust the whole account here, but in verse 13 of chapter 2 of 2 Kings, it speaks of Elisha, and it says, He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. I would like to consider God helping us tonight, if maybe there might be someone here that would be willing to take up the mantle uh, that falls uh, to you. Uh, and it falls to each one of us. In some aspect or another, I've heard this used uh, quite often, uh, to, for those who are perhaps called to the ministry, but we are all uh, a, a royal priesthood, a chosen people. Uh, we, we've all been called at some point or another for some thing. Uh, and, and Elisha really uh, might be a good example of someone who, in, in the previous uh, chapters and in, in, in the last part of First Kings, we read uh, about how he was plowing in his field with a, a yoke of oxen. Uh, Twelve yoke of oxen, and he with the twelfth. It appears that there were others there plowing. Maybe his family was uh, well-to-do, or uh, I'm not sure, but, but he was just busy doing what he was doing. Uh, he was industrious, he, he was hardworking, and he was just uh, busy in agriculture. I, I can kind of identify with that a bit. As a, as a youngster, we... As, boys there in, the, in Garden Valley there just outside of Roseburg, we worked on the farm. And we spent some time, uh, well, I never used a yoke of oxen, but uh, on a tractor and uh, out there, and, and we were just working people. Uh, I just, uh, I, I don't know, in fact, I've often wondered when I wandered into that church in Roseburg, if I looked like a, a candidate uh, for the gospel. But in my heart, uh, I, I was crying out for something. We were just, we were just farm people, uh, like, like Elisha. And I can't help but think, as Elisha plowed day after day, that maybe God was talking to him. Because one day, this man came by Elijah, and maybe he knew Elijah. Maybe he knew who he was or heard about him or something. But, but the Bible says that, that Elijah threw his mantle upon Elisha. And Elisha, he answered immediately. And his only request was that he go back and kiss his mother, mother and father goodbye. And then he, he followed Elijah. And he was a servant. In fact, at one point, uh, someone uh, here asked who that was. And they said, well, that's the one that pours water on the hands of Elijah. Well, just a servant. But we know uh, here he, he apparently, according to uh, little notes in my Bible, that uh, he perhaps followed Elijah, did, uh, Elijah for three or four years and, and, and helped and served. We don't read much about him, but we know in this account here there came a day uh, where they knew that Elijah would be taken away. The sons of the prophets knew, and they told Elisha, don't you know your master is going to be taken away from you today? What did Elisha say? 
If I could paraphrase that, I, I might say that the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, don't you know that you're going to be the guy now? Don't, don't you know that you're next in line and you're going to be the next big prophet? What did Elisha say? Hold, hold your peace. I, I don't want to hear about that. Uh, but, but, and so he followed. We read about how Elijah said, you, you stay here, I've got to go to Bethel. And Elisha says, well, as the Lord lives, I'll not leave your side. From there, he says, I, I, you stay here, I've got to go to Jericho. Well, as the Lord lives, I'm not, I'm not going to leave your, your side. And he says, well, now I, I've got to go uh, on to Jordan. Now, you, you stay here. No, I'm not going to leave your side. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep serving. I'm going to keep following. And then it says, as they walked along and as they talked, Suddenly that, that chariots of fire came. And Elisha, uh, on, on he, he went up to heaven. And, and Elijah, uh, excuse me, Elijah went up into heaven. I'll get these names mixed up a lot, but you folks know what I'm talking about here. It says Elisha saw it. Elisha had asked for something, hadn't he? Yeah, he, he, he you know, Elijah knew. Elisha wanted something. And, and he finally asked him, Elisha, what, what will you have that I should, I should do for you? Well, he says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Well, you've asked a hard thing, he said. Nevertheless, if you see me when I go, you can have what you desire. And, and, and again, we know that, that as that whirlwind was taken up, uh, the Bible says that he, he cried out there uh, to Elisha, but, but, but he, to Elijah, but, but he saw but down comes that mantle. Now, I, I could be wrong here, but when he cast the mantle upon Elijah the first time, it wasn't by Elisha's choice. It was cast upon him. But here, as it falls down, I think he had to take it up by, by choice. I don't think it was forced upon him. But, but the consequence, we've heard, we've heard a lot this camp meeting. It's been wonderful. Uh, it seems to me, as I've gotten older, the, the teachings get better. The sermons, at least up to this point, have been better. Uh, we, we haven't been able to be here for, for all that. Debbie and I have had to work, but, but we've tried to keep up in the evening at least and, and try to, uh, in our spare time, watch the teachings and what we've heard about salvation, about sanctification, about, about consecration. Uh, about uh, a heavenly kingdom versus the earthly kingdom and, and all of these other things. And, and uh, uh, we, we, we hear about these things, and we have been blessed above all people. And, and, and as we know, there were times when we couldn't gather here, but, but, and so we feel extra blessed this year because we've been able, been able to come. But, it, but it's really up to us to, to take up the mantle that falls. And it, it's... It doesn't just come to preachers or ministers. It comes to each one of us, and it comes to every age group. God, God calls each one of us. About uh, 40 years ago, I came to camp meeting, and I was asked to be an usher in young people's meeting. And I went to uh, uh, my brother Dale, who is uh, here in Portland, but he's not able to be out to service like he would like to, uh, I told my brother Dale, I said, you know, they, they asked me to be an usher. 
I wasn't really too wild about that, you know. And my brother Dale looked at me and he goes, oh, he says, I wish I could be an usher. Uh, and suddenly I thought, yeah, I get to be an usher. You know, the Lord calls us. And he, he calls us to pick up that mantle. He calls us uh, when we're young people. Uh, you know, it, it says uh, over here in the book of John, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And he says, And ordained you that you should go, and that you should bring forth fruit, and there, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask in the, in the, of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You know, we choose to follow the Lord. The Lord saves us from our sins. And the Lord, and it's, it's a wonderful, you know, it's a wonderful experience, isn't it? We come to the Lord and our prayer might be just simple. Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. Help me. That was my prayer. Lord, if you, if you help me, I will serve you. When I got up this morning, my prayer was, Lord, if you help me, I'll serve you. It's still the same, really. Just that simple. And the Lord saves us. He forgives us of our sins. But not only that, he justifies us. He doesn't just wipe the slate clean. We walk before God as though we had never sinned. And not only that, we, be, we are regenerated. We were dead in our sins. But now we are alive and we grow unto Christ. And, and he tells us, you have not chosen me now. He's speaking to his followers here. But I've chosen you, that you should go. Where should you go? Well, wherever you go. If you're a young person and you go to school, that's where you witness. If, if you're a young mother and you've got children, that's where you witness. I, I think often of, of Noah. The Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. He didn't get a whole lot of followers, but he got his family in. He got his wife and his children in. Why, if each one of us could get our wives, our husbands, and our children in, I would think that would be successful. So if, if that's where we are, that's where we go. If we work on a job site, that's where we go. And God has chosen us. We have to pick up the mantle. And that we should go and that we should bring forth fruit and that our fruit should remain. We heard a little bit about that, the, the fruit that remains. You know, when the Lord saves us, he delivers us. You that got saved this camp meeting, God help us, you'll be saved next camp meeting. That fruit will remain. If God has sanctified you, he has strengthened you. We heard about that in the young people's meeting. He's given you a greater victory. That fruit will remain. If God has filled you with his Holy Spirit, that is power for service. That you should go. It is power to serve. You have to pick up the mantle. Elisha. He, he picked up the mantle. But he didn't just do it because that's what he had to do. Paul the Apostle gives us a little glimpse here in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. He says in verse 14, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. 
and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. The love of Christ constraineth us. It gets a hold of us. It gets a hold of our, of our hearts when we considered that we were dead, but one died for us and rose again. We don't do it because we have to or because we should, but that love, doesn't it get a hold of you? And suddenly you, 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 you say, I, I, I have to pick up the mantle. I have to do what God would have me to do because, because of his love for us. May God help us. Aren't you glad Elisha picked up the mantle? But today, it cannot be thrust upon us, but it falls from above. And it's up to us to reach down and pick it up. God is calling each one of us to draw closer to Him and to work for Him. The Lord has saved you for a purpose. The Lord has called you in the love of Christ constraineth us. I hope it gets a hold of you and me tonight in a new way. Uh, I, I, I rejoice to hear uh, of, uh, of a, a testimony, a uh, written one that uh, Brother Darrell mentioned at the start of camp meeting, where I, I believe it was Brother Randy Castle said, right down here, God spoke to my heart back some years ago, and, and may tonight be that night. May the love of Christ constrain you and me. May we realize that God so loved you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, it's been said simply, God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave, and he gave, and he is still giving today. Won't you reach out and take up the mantle and follow uh, the call that God has on your life. God bless you.